people of Earth. We have come to upgrade your cosmic consciousness. DNA activation ready. In three, two, one. Hi, welcome to Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. I'm Craig Anderson. And I'm Lou Quinto. Lou, it is time for us to take on a new topic. Are you ready for this one today? I'm scared. <laughs> you should be scared because this is a tough situation that we're going to be talking about today. Okay. So what we're talking about today is the idea of what you do when you come into a new leadership role and you're succeeding a controversial predecessor. Ooh. I know. So that's, you know, there's I, a, I, I can't get political, can I? No, you cannot. Okay. We'll instead go with a story from the Batman movies where they say you either <laughs> die a hero or live long enough to become the villain. And what we're talking about here is that person who stayed on long enough that they became the villain. So what do you do if you're the new person coming into that role? What should you do to kind of tee that up? You know, everyone's going to come to you when you start that job, right? They're going to be like, oh, my God. And, of course, none of this probably came out during the interview. But <laughs> all the staff are going to be like, oh, my God, that person was so terrible. And you're going to hear all the horror stories. So what do you do when you come into that role? So today, we're going to talk about that. Okay. So they, you ready for this, Lou? So we're going to break I, it down into three areas today. So one. I wish I had a good example to draw from. Hmm. <laughs> No, no, Lou, no <laughs> politics on Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership today. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about what leaders, what's important for leaders to do. We're going to talk about how they can really focus on vision instead of living in the past. And then finally, we're going to talk about what they can do to help the team move forward, right. recognizing and acknowledging the challenges they had in the past. So let's talk about the first step. So what do you do when you come into that role and you find out, hopefully through the interview process, that the person you're succeeding had some challenges, however they were thought of? What do you do, Lou? How do you kick it off? Well, I'll, I'll start off with an old, and I'll say it's an Italian proverb only because I heard it growing up, and that is, Never speak ill of the dead. <laughs> that would be that would be rule number one. <laughs> Can you say that in the original Italian, Lou? Yeah, well, yeah. My my grandmother would always say that. After, you know, it, during a funeral or right after funerals, like you know, if you had a cut, never say anything ill of the dead, uh, uh, unless you're next to me. You can tell me. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, but, but, but seriously, I, I think, I think it is a good uh, adage for a new leader coming in that may have replaced a controversial or an unsuccessful. How's that for being uh, politically correct here? He's there saying that they were unsuccessful. Uh, when, when you come in as a new leader, replacing that unsuccessful or that uh, leader who was not liked by a lot of people, uh, the one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to speak ill of that person. So don't speak ill of the past because there may have been some people that did like that person and did buy into and help that person. And if you start speaking ill of, uh, of the past and of that past leader, 
uh, it begins to, it can look like finger pointing, uh, like don't blame me, the other guy did it. And you, you don't want to do that. And so I would, I would probably say that what you want to do as that new leader is you want to be able to be forward looking and prevent yourself from looking in the rear view mirror. Because if you're leading by a good example, it will help then you to get your people to stop looking in the rear view mirror also by saying, well, this, you know, he or she did that. And that's the way they did. No, you don't want to do that. We're looking forward. And this is what we're, this is what we're going to do. So that would be my rule. Number one is don't speak ill of the person that you're replacing. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It says something about the culture that you're going to build as that new leader. Right. Um, if you spend all the time dragging on the prior boss, that's going to tell everybody else, boy, if I ever have to go, I know how they're going to be talking about me. And yeah. that's not where you want to be. Now, you are going to have to deal with some of the decisions that they made. Yes. But it's almost impossible for you to not talk about those situations. Right. But lingering and making them personal. Or, you know, saying things like, man, talk about no stupid questions. There's apparently a lot of stupid decisions. That's not going to get anybody moving forward, right? So we need to acknowledge the past. I don't think we can ever have a situation where we can't acknowledge the past. Right. As you said, I don't think we have to linger on it. We have to take those lessons that we can learn from moving the business forward, keep it from becoming personal, keeping it from becoming a tax on that prior person. And, you know, you're going to have to show that leadership because there could be is like you said, some people may have liked a prior leader, other people may have really not liked them. And you're going to have to put the kibosh on some of those discussions if they come yeah. up, right? And keep the focus forward. So it's really about the kind of culture that you're trying to create. And you, you know, that culture is from the example of the leader. So when you come into these roles, how you speak of that person, how you speak of those decisions is going to speak volumes to the team. You know, right. I had a client who they came in, took over a new role. And they they really had a lot of struggle with it because the person who that they were succeeding was kind of checked out. So the team just started kind of doing whatever they wanted. Right. You know, and they had a lot of silos going on. And they did have to deal with some of that past just to try and get everybody pulled together to say, I appreciate that you used to kind of do whatever, but now we're doing things a different way. So you right. do have to kind of deal with it, but you've got to pull it together and do it in a way that lets people know this is how we treat people in the organization. This is how we speak to people. And this is how we move the business forward. And as you said, keep that fo focus on the business and how we're going to move the business forward instead of lingering around in the past. Yeah. And, and, and you use something that I, I think is very important that everybody uh, you know it, adheres to. You have an opportunity when you come in as a new leader. If that person before you was unsuccessful and they made bad decisions, you have the opportunity to keep those bad decisions uh, 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 not personal. Because you have the opportunity at that point to use hindsight and you can bring up a decision or a, a, a path that the organization is on and say, I don't I don't know the situation that existed when this was going on. But if we look at the data that we have available to us today and we look at our current situation, we may want to look and revisit that decision and sort of redirect it that's going to make it successful using what we know today that 
we didn't know when that decision was made. And so that's a great way to use hindsight and not make bad decision making a personal situation based on the person who made those decisions before. So you can readjust it and you stay above the fray by making it objective and not subjective by editorializing on that is a horrible decision that was made. No, this was a decision that was made. We've, we're living with it. But now let's look at what's going on right now and see if what we need to do to be able to adjust that decision or to take an entirely new path. And that's going to keep you in the free and clear. Which leads us well into the second thing to think about and some of the things you very well covered, which just there is creating that vision in the future by forgiving what happened in the past. Yeah. Right. It's we can't dwell on it. As you said, we have to acknowledge it. But there are we have to create space for forgiveness because there's going to be people who are under that leader who made decisions they had to make based on what that leader told them to do, even if they knew they were wrong. So we have to create an environment for forgiveness for those people, figure out how we pull them into the vision for the future that we have and just, you know, forgive what happened in the past. Let's not forget the lessons we learned from it, but we got to forgive what everybody did under that leader. Just say, here's what we're doing, you know. I acknowledge all those things happened. Here's how we're going to move the business forward and start building on that basis of forgiveness and kind of clean slate it to say, all right, great. Let's start moving the business forward. I forgive whatever happened because I wasn't here. But now let's talk about it. I'm here to talk about where we go from here. Let's all agree to what the baseline is. Let's just deal with that as a reality. Now let's start moving everything forward to start to grow. Right. And, And the stay out of jail card that you have coming into that new position is people are already expecting that you will be different. And so I would leverage that stay out of jail card and really say, you know, I'm coming in with a different perspective and based on what's happened and where we need to go, what the organization's vision is, what our expectations are from above. This is my vision moving forward. So, uh, you know, we, we always talk about when someone new comes into a position that they have a honeymoon. This is part of that honeymoon that people will expect you to be different. So put your foot on the pedal and be different so that this way, what you're doing is you're leaving that old image in the, in the past. So take advantage of that. Yeah. And that brings us to the third point, which is as much as we're there to put the pedal, to start moving things forward. We also have to make sure we give the team time to kind of heal, depending on how good or bad the situation was. Right it may take time for that team to kind of heal from it because they have to kind of recover from, you know, maybe they were never listened to by the prior regime. You right. know, maybe they, you know, were forced to do things they didn't feel were right under that prior regime. They need time to kind of go through a healing process themselves. So I do think it's important for us to be open. You know, if you think about kind of our inclusive leadership conversation we had in the last episode, mm-hmm. be inclusive with the members of the team, you know, let them kind of work through it if they are ready to share, they can share it with you. I don't think we pile on in that conversation as we said in the first point of this discussion, but we do have to give them the opportunity to be heard, to say, this is the kind of person I want to be and let them kind of process it because they may not be ready on day one. They may know they don't want to be with that old person anymore, but they may have to go through a process to move forward. So depending on what you want. Or or there may be some that want to be with that old person still. Oh yeah, we fired them. (laughs) 
<laughs> but we liked her. She was so nice. <laughs> yeah, no, no. No, you're right. I, I think we have to give everybody to be a position where they are, right? right? Then let's find out. Let's have those conversations. I don't think we can be afraid of the conversation. No. We don't want to turn it into a pile on, but right. I don't think we can be afraid of it and say, we're never going to talk about that person. We got to let the team have a chance to process that stuff, yeah. but don't let it linger. We don't want to go on forever. Right, right. Yeah. The other thing, too, that I would say in moving forward is as a new leader coming into a position where you're replacing an old leader, again, unsuccessful, unliked, whatever it may have been, you need to come in with a good change management program because things are going to change. And so you really have to prepare people for those changes by practicing good change management, by looking at where you want to go, what needs to be in place, where are the new beginnings? And then you need to look at the current situation and find out what needs to end and then take those endings and those beginnings and put together a transition program in the middle between your ending and your beginning. So that this way you are implementing things that are going to be readily accepted. You're not going to get a lot of resistance on them. You're going to be able to not throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak, and just start all over again. But you're going to take into consideration those things that are positive and as with any good change management program, focus on those good things that are currently happening so that people don't in their mind, again, that vacuum is created that, oh, we're just getting rid of everything, even though we've worked so hard to get to where we are right now. Nope. You're going to take into consideration all of those things that the group is doing well, complement them on, find ways to build upon those so that you can then take and steer with those assets that they're currently doing well and move the group into a new or new uh, area that they want to go into. But I would definitely brush up on your change management because you're going to be dealing with a lot of change. And as we all know, not everybody deals with change the same way. So that means you need to practice good leadership, that inclusive leadership that we talked about in the previous episode. We need to have that empathetic leadership because people, you, I may have to uh, get rid of something that I currently am doing in my job that I like to do. And now with this new vision, my job is going to change somewhat and I'm going to have to give that task over to somebody else. And so I'm going to feel like, okay, maybe I'm not needed. I'm going to probably go through some depression. I'm going to go through some denial. And as a good change manager, you need to take all that into consideration. So for that new leader coming in, be prepared to practice good change management. Well, you're 100% right. You weren't brought in to maintain the status quo if you're replacing an underperforming leader. So everyone knows you're coming in to change the way things are done. You know, again, going back to our inclusive leadership discussion, make sure that you include the team in those discussions. Right. But you've got to be prepared to start moving it forward and bring the team with you and creating that solid vision for what the future is going to look like which is all part of that healing process and that forgiveness process. That we've right. And that's just part of good change management is getting input and giving everybody a role in making those changes, as opposed to coming in one day, you know, with a memo or a report and go, okay, this is what we're implementing. And you're catching everybody off guard. You're going to get so much pushback and resistance. There's an old saying and and an old adage that I truly believe in, and people tend to support what they help create. And so as that new leader coming in, you've got to get your people to create that new vision, that new plan to move the organization forward. And when you get their input and they feel ownership, 
they will tend to support it 100%. Yep. Very good. All right, Lou, what's your key takeaway this week? Now, key takeaway, don't speak Ill, Ill of the dead. <laughs> Reminds me of my grandmother. She's been gone many years now. And so is this little sentimental there. But no, seriously, with a new leader coming in, again, you're replacing someone who was unsuccessful, who perhaps created enemies and was not the, the best manager around. Don't speak ill of the dead. Prevent yourself from looking in the rearview mirror. You're looking ahead. If you dwell on the rearview mirror, you're going to be dwelling on problems that existed in the past. You need to look in the front you know, window and or windshield. And what you need to do is you need to start identifying opportunities for growth of the organization and development of the people within that organization to meet the vision and the goals and objectives that you're going to be setting. That's my key takeaway. Yeah, and for me, I think it's that last point about giving the team time to process and to get through it because you don't always see if you're coming into that role and you've been told the person was unsuccessful and things were going well, bad culture, da da da. You just kind of come in assuming everyone's ready to go forward 100 miles an hour. Right. And that is not always the case. People are going to have things that they like, people are going to have things they like doing. They may have just liked, like that person I was coaching, the team was just, you know, they were happy to not be told what to do and give us, you know, now I got to process the grief that maybe I feel like I've lost my autonomy. But meeting people where they are through this process and not to make a bunch of assumptions walking in the door to really get, know where they're at, give them the time they need and then launching the business forward. So, yeah. And and you brought something up. It's, it's, it's not a, really a key takeaway, but it's something perhaps that one of us should have brought up in the discussion prior to key takeaways. And that is you need to give yourself time. You know, when a new president takes over, we always talk about the first hundred days. I truly believe that each leader leads to look at their new position and plan out their work in a hundred day period. Because no one's going to be expect you to be successful overnight. And because there are a lot of people that you're going to need to get on board and you're going to need to get input, you're going to need to deal with them. And as far as, you know, resisting change, you need to give yourself time. And for some reason, someone somewhere came upon that 100-day period. And I truly believe you need to map out 100 days to do what you want to do. So that would be that would be something. Again, not a key takeaway. We should have brought it up earlier. So Very good. anyway, uh, we hope you've enjoyed today's discussion uh, on dealing with being a new leader in a situation where you may be replacing an unsuccessful leader and what you should do. Uh, if you like this video, please like, share, subscribe with other people who may be moving into a new position and they may be looking for some advice on how am I going to become this new leader for this organization. Uh, And and again, uh, we hope that this podcast will spur some ideas and some solutions that they may have. Don't forget also that in addition to finding us on LinkedIn and YouTube on Facebook, you can also download our podcast on all of your favorite podcast platforms. So until next time, Keep your hands washed. Keep your distance. I'm Lou Quinto. And I'm Craig Anderson. 